following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Down to 40 seconds. Heineke looking. Heineke. They keep the play alive again. He flips it downfield and McLaurin, the hometown kid, hauls it in at the one-yard line. What a grab. He ripped it away from Stephon Gilmore. Robinson in the backfield. They call him a bulldozer. Will they give him the football? No, it'll be Heineke. Heineke, no signal. Yes, they say he's in. It'll be reviewed, but for the moment, touchdown Washington. You talked to the roller wearing, diamond ring wearing, gift stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! <laughs> I tell you what. Ah, you know, the Nature Boy and Taylor Heineke, I think, have a lot in common. Because, boy, oh, boy, they can play possum for almost an entire game matching the Nature Boy's case, I understand. But, man, oh, man, when the chips are down, can he deliver? Can they both deliver? And sometimes it is it is just magic with Taylor Heineke as it was Sunday in the 17-16 win over the Indianapolis Colts. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're going to hear from Heineke in just a few minutes. We will also hear from Terry McLaurin. Then in the back half, we got to talk a little pucks, and we got uh, the Capitals to talk about as well. We'll go into the locker room, talk with Dmitry Orlov and Darcy Kemper, among others, with the Caps. But first, we have got to get to the Sunday that was for the Mandos. Might not have been pretty. It certainly wasn't perfect. But hey, it was effective, wasn't it, by the end of it? As the Mandos uh, beat Indy 17-16 at Lucas Oil Stadium. You know, there is plenty of stuff to pick apart, both with Heineke, with the offense, even the defense in some cases, but observations after watching that game. And as I say, have, have said many times, you're never going to go broke betting the don't pass line. So if you are expecting me to try and give you some kind of a logical argument as to why this team could become a contender this year, that's not going to happen. What I can give you an argument with is that uh, this team can make a run at the playoffs and can be a playoff team. 
Uh, I don't think it would go very far. It's going to go very far in the playoffs. But it can be entertaining, and it can be a wild card team. And I think that would be a pretty good accomplishment this year based on where this team is right now. Well, I'm really interested to watch the All-22 tape. I saw a lot of throws from Heineke behind receivers, low. Throws that I, I still don't think Carson Wentz makes. But if Heineke continues to play like this, I think you roll with him through the rest of the season. We're going to find out a lot here in the next two weeks with Minnesota coming to FedEx on Sunday and then the week after that going to Philly to play on Monday Night Football. Commanders right now are 4-4. Four and four. If they can split these next two, if Taylor Heineke can win one of these next two and they're 5-5, five and five, that's about when you expect Carson Wentz back. At that point, I say go ahead and roll with Taylor Heineke until he either gets you into the playoffs or you're eliminated, uh, and then you can give Sam Howell a look if you want. But at 4-4 four and four now, I, I can get you – we talked about this last week with Chris Russell. Yeah, I look at the season, and I'm, it, it, it's almost like – Election night with Tim Russert and the the big uh, electoral map and everything. I can get you seven wins. I can get you to seven wins right now today. Well, I I could before last week, before Sunday. Now, after Heineke's performance, and again, this changes from week to week. Right now, I can get you to eight and a half. And I'll explain what eight and a half is. Uh, If you split. Uh, these next two. Now, let's see. All right. So four and four right now. Let's say you lose to both Minnesota and Philadelphia, and that puts you at four and six. I think they beat Houston. I think they beat Atlanta. And now they're even at six and six. I don't think last week I would have said no to the Giants. I, I still think they can get one from the Giants. That gets you to seven. They beat Cleveland on January 1st. That gets you to eight wins. So New York gets them to seven and six. Let's say they they the, you come off the bye week, and let's say you lose to New York, and you're uh, seven and seven. You go out to San Francisco, you lose that one, you're seven and eight. You come home, you beat Cleveland, you're eight and eight. That gets you to the Cowboys game, last game of the season. Gunning for your ninth win, which will give you a better than average chance to make the playoffs. Because we all know nine and eight is going to get you into the playoffs uh, or get you very, very close. And you're looking at a situation where Dallas could very well be resting all of their starters in that game because they will have clinched a wild card spot and can't do anything to improve their uh, improve their position or, you know, they've clinched the division and, again, can't really do anything to improve their position. It's very possible that Dallas is going to be resting some key people week 18, again, as it stands right now. So that shows you how important these next two weeks are. I can get you eight wins right now, but you beat either Minnesota or Philadelphia – and I can get you to nine pretty logically going into the Dallas game. Now things start to get really interesting. So should it be 
Heineke or should it be Wentz? You know, that that's the question that you got to ask yourself. And I think if Taylor Heineke splits these next two, I think you got to stay with him. I think despite the fact that Carson Wentz, again, in a vacuum, if you look at it from a pure standpoint of talent, Carson Wentz is the better quarterback, no doubt about it. But with where this offense is right now, personnel-wise, performance-wise, I think Taylor Heineke might be your best option. I think Scott Turner looks like he is more comfortable calling plays for him. Uh, You look at the performance of this offensive line, which, again, was horrendous. Cornelius Lucas had an awful game against Indy. Center Tyler Lawson, awful Larson, awful game against Indy. Trey Turner, uh, Andrew Norwell statistically was okay. Uh, he had a, a, a pass blocking rating of just over 70 from PFF and a run block rating of 63.1. By the way, uh, every player starts um, at with a score of uh, 64 in PFF's ratings you know, before kickoff. So, again, uh, just barely average there. And other than that, I mean, you know, Charles Leno was was his usual solid self coming in at, uh, you know, with an overall rating of 77. But, again, because they're not going to have – they're not going to give the quarterback a clean pocket this year, Taylor Heineke's your best your, – your best bet. Because he's he can run around, he can scramble. He's great off script, and it, we saw it. We saw it once again. You know, with 40 seconds left, he throws the Yolo ball to Terry McLaurin. Then McLaurin goes up and gets. And you also, I don't think you can. You also can't underestimate how this team responds to him. I, I thought it would have been a problem with balls thrown low, balls thrown high, balls fl- thrown behind guys, especially you know going over the middle. But this offense, these players on both sides of the ball, really, they respond to Heineke. He's got that it factor that won't take you all the way, but it, it it's going to take you on a journey this year if you can stick with him. And I know the pressure will be, you know, from the co- the coaches are going to feel the pressure to put Wentz in when he's when he's healthy again. But if they're five and five after these next two weeks then they'll be sitting there in that seven spot. And I think then you just look at it and you say, who at this point, based on performance, based on how the, you know, the amount of football they've played at this point, who gives us our best chance to win a quarterback? It's what Ron Rivera said back in 2020, didn't he? When he pulled Dwayne Haskins. I think he's going to ask, have to ask and answer that same question this year. And I think the answer is that it's Taylor Heineke. All right, let's go inside the locker room now. Uh, your exclusive access we give you every week. Heineke at the podium yesterday. We asked him to describe the YOLO ball to Terry McLaurin that set up that game-winning touchdown. Yeah, um, he continues to make the plays. And very blessed that he's on our team. And, um, and I can't say good enough things about Terry. Um, you know, not just on the field, off the field stuff, man. He... He brings the people in the, in the locker room together. He carries himself in a very professional way, and people want to fight for him. And to see him fight for everyone else, too, you know, it speaks volumes. So, you know, the guy's a treasure. I'm very happy he's on our team, and I'm going to continue to give him shots when, when needed. 
Yeah, and he's uh, not going to mind receiving him. I don't think uh, Terry won't. Um, it's it's a tricky thing, but you know with those intangibles that we always talk about. Heineke's got them, and the rest of the team responds to it. They really do. Uh, and we asked Heineke about those intangibles after the game as well. I think it's the intangible things that really keep this team together. Um, you know, some a lot of the wins aren't pretty but it's a win nonetheless. So, um, you know, the guys have a lot of heart. You know, they keep battling. You know, if we're down two scores, they're going to keep battling. And um, that's just our team, man. We're, we're just a bunch of guys out there working hard and, and trying to play our best ball. And we don't give up on each other. So, you know, I love this team. It's, it's my favorite team I've been on, uh, favorite locker room I've been with. And I can't say enough good, good, good things about all the guys in there. You know, there's some, you know, some teams here and there that, you know, there's quarterbacks talk to each other, running backs talk to each other. You, go in our, you, you see it. You go in our locker room, everyone's hanging out, whether it's an offensive lineman with a DB or quarterback with a linebacker. Um, everyone gets, to, gets along, and we all, you know, all have fun, um, and we all work hard together. You know, we all lift together. You know, we all do everything together, and, it's, and I think that, that goes a long way. And um, you, know, you see it out in the field. We keep battling for each other. So it's those intangible things on our team that, that keep us, keeps us going. That's something that this team did not have a few years ago. Uh, I, I remember specifically, uh, especially during the Jay Gruden years, you, you did not see the offense and the defense, quote-unquote, playing for each other the way they are now. And it's, it is, it's a powerful thing. I would not discount it. I know you look at the talent level, you look at, you look at all the measurables, and you say this just can't work. But if what Taylor Heineke is telling us is the truth, there is a lot more that goes into it than just those measurables. All right, we also talk with Terry McLaurin afterwards. Uh, the two things you wanted to know about, uh, the big play and then uh, winning in your hometown. Here's Terry on the big play setting up the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, um, it was a you know it was a normal concept that we run, and uh, um, you know I was backside with Stephon Gilmore, and he's an unbelievable player. I have a lot of respect for him. And um, a few plays before that, on a scramble drill, I got loose on him, and uh, Taylor threw it to the right, and you know. Uh, Scramble drill, you just want to make it make, be available for your quarterback. And I kind of have a feel when he's going to start extending the play. And, um, you know, on this particular play the, on the catch, I kind of did like a, a pirouette around Gilmore and I got loose. And um, Taylor saw me and he just gave me a chance for the ball. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of confidence I was going to come down with that ball. Um, and it was just a great, a great overall play. But from the O line to Taylor just giving me a chance. And, um, you know, it's just. It's kind of cool to, to be able to make that kind of play when earlier in my football career in college and stuff, I struggled with contested catches. And to be in the position where I'm able to make the play for the team again, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. And it just, it just makes me more eager to continue to work and get better. I know you heard it all during the week that it was the big homecoming for McLaurin. And, uh, you know, and all that, you, you couldn't go anywhere or listen to anything that, that wasn't talking about that. And we talked to Terry about it after the game. You know, just uh, final word on the background of it and what it's like winning there in your hometown. 
Yeah, so they were they were kind of in the up, upper part of the stadium, and uh, it was kind of just tell a funny story. One of my best friends uh, was at the game, and uh, he was sitting in like 118, and the next thing I know, he's like front row behind our bench. I'm like, how'd you get down here? And he's just telling me like, yo, you got to go, you know, go make the play to win the game. And, you know, your, 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 your family and your friends, they think you're going to make every single play, and you're just going to run off into the sunset, and you just don't know how it's going to come up. Um, but you know, to be able to make that play and uh, look back and see how hard they were going for me wearing the merch that the idea that we came up with us never them and uh, um, man, I just, I just, I'm just so humbled and thankful. I really am. Like, and that play was great, but uh, just to be standing where I'm at, see how far my journey's come, to see how much I'm growing and and, and trying to be a leader for this team, uh, it's 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 amazing. But that that was a that was a pretty cool moment that we'll never forget. Say it again. Uh, I think I'm heading back to Ashburn. The Victory Monday is always great. So, um, you know, I think my parents, I get to see my parents every weekend, thankfully, you know, being able to be in a position to help them retire and things like that. So I'll get to see them next week. And, um, you know, I got to see them before the game and I get to see some other family after the game. So, you know, they, they just really want other people who don't necessarily get to see me as much to enjoy this moment with me as well. So uh, I got to see my girlfriend before the game and her family and her friends. And, um, you know, it takes a village. It really does. I, I know, I, like I said, I'm standing here, but I got a lot of supporters and a lot of people who have helped me be the person I am today. A lot of togetherness right now with this team. Of course, winning seems to do that. Uh, one other note uh, before we take a break uh, and switch gears, but Ron Rivera saying on Monday that Chase Young's clock will start on Wednesday. He will come off the IR. Even indicated there is a slim chance that Young could play this weekend. That is a situation we'll have to watch develop throughout the week. All right, when we come back, we head to the ice. Caps, uh, wrap it up. Week number two of the regular season. Going to talk to Darcy Kemper, amongst others. It's next as the Bob Matthews Show continues right here on the Hockey and the Pigskin Podcast Networks. Hockey fans, it is finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets. Hey, you like the Caps and Kings coming up this Saturday? You like Ovi to score a goal and creep closer to Gordie Howe? Well, if all that's not enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team's going to win, how many goals are going to be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whatever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 8778-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 
in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and over, 18 and over, New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, select parishes. Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. New customer offer void in New Hampshire, Oregon, or Ontario, Canada. New customers only, one per customer. Valid, minimum $5 deposit, minimum $5 wager. Bet must win. $200 issued as $825 free bets. Free bets are non-cashable and cannot be withdrawn. Free bets must be wagered one time and stake is not included in any returns or winnings. Free bets expire seven days after being awarded. Promotional offer ends one fifteen twenty three. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome back to the show. As we talk to you tonight, the Caps are at 500 on the season, as many up as they are down. Uh, they are wrapping up a road trip in Raleigh against the Carolina Hurricanes. Darcy Kemper, uh, the Caps' new goalie, really playing well. I know a lot of people are concerned about the lack of offensive production we've seen here out of this team. I'm not right now. I'm really not, and that's because... We're seeing something right now that we did not see last year, and that's the number one goalie starting the game and the number one goalie ending the game. Capitals have been in every game they've played, largely, I think, because of Darcy Kemper, and they're winning low-scoring games this year, something last year they they really didn't do. You know, they, they needed to have an offensive output in order to – be able to breathe easy going into the third period. And while it hasn't been perfect every game, uh, I think the game against Vancouver would be a good example of that. I think having Kemper in net this year has really, really made a difference. And the offense will start to click. Guys will get healthy. People will learn to play uh, alongside each other. The offense I am not worried about. Um, The fact that Kemper is there between the pipes, I think, uh, gives this team a chance to make a run once they get into the postseason, which, of course, I am assuming because, in case you haven't noticed, and it's kind of easy not to in D.C., the Capitals are pretty much the exact opposite of the Commanders when it comes to consistency. This organization's made the playoffs in 32 of the last 40 seasons. We caught up with Darcy Kemper after his 3-0 shutout in Nashville over the weekend. Says he likes what he's seeing uh, from this team so far and really liked what he saw last Saturday. Uh, yeah, I was uh, was feeling good, uh, you know, coming into the game about uh, the way my game's been trending. And tonight the guys did a great job in front of me, so it made my job, you know, a lot lot easier when you're, when you're seeing pucks clean and everything like that. You can kind of get into rhythm. What do you see from the PK specifically here these last three, four games? I think a little bit more confidence in, in the game plan. Um, you, you know, it's tough, like, for the guys that have been killing the same way for a long time, and all of a sudden they're asked to do something different. So to get everyone on the same page, it, it takes a little bit of time, but I think you can see it growing and growing, getting more confident, and, and the results are coming as well. Specifically in the third period, that PK and Garney shift, couple of big blocks it seemed like they were doing a great job of keeping pucks away from you too yeah really good job of uh you know putting it on the line sense of urgency in those situations uh 
I think uh, it was two. We were up two at that point, and uh, if I'm correct, and uh, you know, just the the urgency to not give them any life to get back in the game uh, was a great job by everyone on the ice. Missing two key players like that, um, obviously you don't ever want to deal with something like that. But down to 16, it seems like uh, everybody really banded together. What what can that do for you guys uh, going forward? Yeah, it's it's tough for for the guys. You know, they're uh, they're playing a lot more minutes and getting a lot less rest between shifts, especially uh, with 5D there. Uh, but it, it takes a mature effort, a mature group to uh, to play the right way and and make sure we're not leaving one anyone on the ice for too long and. Uh, I think you, you saw that out of the group, uh, you know, start to finish once we lost those guys. And, um, you know, that's a credit to, to everyone uh, banding together and, and playing the right way. Caps have games against Carolina this weekend. That one's on the road. Then Vegas on Tuesday night at home. A quick trip to Detroit on Thursday to play the Red Wings. And then home Saturday for the Arizona Coyotes. That's going to do it for us. we got to get on out of here. Uh, don't forget, you can catch us on both the Hockey Big Skin Podcast Network page as well as Spotify, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. See you next time, folks. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, the white. Hey.